Hello, everyone. Welcome to Preach the Word podcast. I'm Ashton McDonald, and I am your host. Today's episode is a sermon that was brought to us by evangelist Jared Tinsley on November 16th of 2022. The scripture reading comes from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3 and verse 1. The sermon is titled, This Too Shall Pass. I would like to take just a moment to say how much we love and appreciate the Tinsley family. They are full-time evangelists that are a blessing in music and singing, as well as preaching, as you will hear shortly. They also have a wonderful ministry of sound production and audio media that is a great blessing to many conferences and camp meetings across the country. Brother Jared has been a personal friend of mine for many years and has been a great means of help and encouragement to me in recent years. And I appreciate Brother Jared for his friendship and for his support. And I know that you will be encouraged and challenged today as Brother Tinsley preaches to us, this too shall pass. Thank you for listening. Ecclesiastes 3, verse number 1, where the Lord says simply, To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh and a time to mourn and a time to dance. It's a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace time it, it's a I've preached before on time it set a clock up here not as well as brother Neil would preach it but I have done it before but it is a serious discussion uh, there was a young man who one time was given a graduation party and after that party and the fanfare opening the gifts the cards and receiving the money He decided that he needed to take this moment and impart the greatest wisdom that he could think of to his mother. He simply said these words, Mom, in these lives that we live, you live, you die, and somewhere in the middle you write thank you cards. So funny, almost just not as serious, but life itself is the time period between your birth date and the date that you die. You see, life has a way of pushing us from one extreme to the other, does it not? There is life and death. There's peace and war. There is starving, and then there's that moment where you felt full. There are those that are broke. There are those that are rich. 
But time has a way of moving us through both of them, does it not? Life itself gets a grip on us. I heard a preacher say this the other day. I believe it was at Bristol Kent meeting. He simply said, my address is on the mountaintop, but I'm not always home. Has anybody ever felt that way before? You see, there are things in our life that seem to take us from one thing to the other. Have you ever heard that old saying, this too shall pass? Have you ever heard that before? Uh, You know, it's an old saying that we say a lot, honestly. It's something that, you know, a lot of folks think scripture. And if you'd like, I'd give you a moment here. You can pull out your phone and do an exhaustive search in your Bible on your cell phone, and you won't find it. It's not there. The saying is most commonly attributed to a man by the name of King Solomon. It is said like, simply like this. It is said that an eastern monarch once charged his wise men to invent him a sentence to be ever in view, and which should be true and appropriate in all times and situations. They come back simply to say this. They presented him these words, and this too shall pass away. Abraham Lincoln looked at this phrase, and he said it at the Wisconsin State Agricultural Society. In September 1859, he said it like this. How much this expresses. How chastening is the hour of pride, and how consoling is it in the depths of the affliction. You see, this too shall pass. What does it mean? Uh Think on it, friend. For when we are on top of the world, and everything seems to be going our way, we may even feel some pride in our state that we live in, but don't worry, because this too shall pass. Come on here now. Amen. When we are down in the valley and life seems to be totally against us, you know, don't worry, friend, because this too shall pass. You see the, 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 the place that it flips, doesn't it? It goes from one side to the other. But listen, friends, Satan's job is simply put to get sometimes mundane tasks that life has to offer us and to be able to manipulate us into feeling a sense of drudgery. You can feel it, can't you? That same feeling that just seems to pull you down in your bed every morning. Come on here now. Do I have to wake up? Do I have to face this today? That feeling seems to push you into such a place that it would be easier to shoot you to the moon and back than it would be to get you to get the good idea to get out of bed in the morning. Come on here now. You see, have you ever been to the ocean besides me? Then you stand there on the shore and... You stare out into space and it brings a sense of relaxation. Somehow the constant rise and fall of the wave seems to give an assurance to our minds that everything is okay. It's a mind trick. It's a thing that we're used to in life. The rise and fall. The rise and fall. The one minute we're up and the next we're down. But friend, I can be assured that there will always be another wave behind that last wave. The surety of it puts some, some, some step in our help, yeah. don't it? It puts yeah. help in our step, don't it? Yeah. You see, it teaches us that we must hold on. That no matter what, saint of God, that we'll always know that one day there will be a wave that'll carry us from this shore unto a heavenly shore. Can I shout amen? 
But I want to simply bring you to your point here tonight. I, I took it straight from the time that places is at. But where could I take you and point you to what the Word of God says about this simply, this too shall pass. You see, the Bible deals with, with this by simply teaching us the simple ideas that we must always look forward. Amen. We must always look forward. And whereupon I'd like to give you my text in Hebrews chapter number 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and listen to this, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. First of all, I'd like for you to notice three things in this chapter. First of all, the writer looks at the cheering for the runner. He says it's simply like this. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Amen. He wants us to realize that we have many saints that have went on before us. They ran their race. They pushed through the tribulations. They had the trials like we we have had. And simply put, even though the devil may have tried to steal, kill, and to destroy them, they one of these days walked onto the other side of the shoreline. Uh, that wave may have taken them down, uh, but heaven for sure brought them uh, onto the other side. Amen. Uh, and this is the cloud of witnesses uh, that is sitting on the wayside uh, around the while uh, waiting and screaming at the top of their lungs uh, you can make it friend uh, you can make it friend uh, you ain't gotta be discouraged uh, you can make it friend uh, the cheering of the saints of God uh, can you imagine it now uh, as you got friends and family that you know of uh, who sit on the side uh, they stare out in the heavens uh, and their cries screaming uh, friend you got to make heaven your home. Amen. Notice this is no small crowd, for he simply says, So great a cloud of witnesses. Clark said it that this was a reference to the Olympic Games of the day. He said that it was a great crowd that had gathered, and those of our family and friends and countrymen, they were rooting us on. Amen. Can you imagine being in that place where a champion was running? Amen. There was a place where someone was about to win. This was a place where someone was about to go through the finish line. Amen. And the roaring crowd of the Olympic people as they sat there and watched as the people come running across. Uh, that is what we're listening to, friend. Uh, our family and our friends rooting us on. Amen. And secondly, he points to the race of the runner. Uh, he says it's simply like this. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Amen. You see the writers describing to us here the attitude uh, of one that is a winner. This is someone who says I'm not going to hold on to anything that may hold me back. Anything that has weight, anything that may seem piddly, anything that may focus my attention on anything but the race. Come on here now. Hey, I don't know about you, but we was uh, we we went been up. Uh, uh, been on hikes with my girls and my daughters uh, and it's not a good idea to carry all your weights with you is it 
Come on here. Hallelujah. Oh, and uh, we was in Blair, Oklahoma, and we decided we was going to hike up a mountain with the pastor and his wife. And so we did. We started hiking up a mountain. And I took one of those big jugs of water, and uh, he took a bunch of waters in his backpack. Uh, and before we even got to the top, the girls had drained that entire water jug. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, and I thought, my, I thought I was doing a good thing by shedding all the weights, uh, but it looked like I needed more water. <laughs> Come on here now. You see, when we approach something that seems such a daunting task, uh, our mindset is uh, that we got to take this and we got to take that uh, we can't go without this and we can't go without that uh, but if your friend if you're focusing on one thing uh, and that's heaven to make your heavenly home uh, your only mindset is do whatever it takes to get to there amen I don't want to take this I don't want to take that uh, Lord I'm not going to even need that uh, why would I even hold on to it come on here now uh, we must realize uh, that we must focus our attention uh, on the race that we're running uh, hey uh, and then the Bible Bible says, and let us run with patience uh, the race that is set before us. Amen. Uh, this is not something that we can run overnight, uh, but it's something that we must patiently wait for. Uh, we may be running like everyone else, uh, but we've got to run our own race. Amen. Uh, listen, friend, this sometimes may get you weary. Uh, this sometimes may get you down and out. Uh, it may seem like everybody is zooming past you. Uh, somebody uh, is singing better. Uh, Somebody's testified better. You ain't getting your blessing like you once wanted. Come on here. Hey, but we've got to realize we've got to run the race of the runner. We've got to run the race like it's our race to win. We've got to point all. The Bible says, and they that all run the race, they all want to win. Hey, listen, friend. We've got to realize we've got to win. We've got to do whatever it takes. We've got to make it to heaven. Now's not the time to quit. Now's not the time to get discouraged. We've got to realize we've got to run the race of the runner. And lastly, he directs the focus of the runner. For he simply says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. <laughs> you see, he wants to focus our attention on Jesus. The Bible gives us the answer to it. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. He will be the one that will be standing there. He will be the one that says, come on. Amen. He is the author. Amen. I don't know about you. But one of those old days, I walked down the old green carpet at Jersey Holiness Church up to a green carpeted pew. I bowed down right about right here, and I got a real experience of God for myself. I got real true salvation. Come on here. Hey, and it wasn't very long after that I got sanctified in the same place. Oh, come on here. And when I got it there, I'm not going to get my face started on the altar and stop there. Come on here now. Granny and Granddaddy's done went on. My mama and papa's done went on. And I sure would like to know that they're sitting up there waiting, saying, Son, you can make it. Son, you can make it. I don't know if they can peer through the glasses of portals uh, all the way down from heaven into this earthly place uh, but I good to know uh, inside of my heart uh, that they're up there shouting around the throne room 
of heaven. Oh, come over here. And I'm going to tell you one of these days, whatever the life may bring against me, whatever may come against me, I'm going to keep my focus on Jesus Christ because it's then him that I can believe and trust that he's on my side. Hey, whatever may come my way, this too shall pass. Hey, because I've got my eyes on Jesus. I've got my eyes on a heavenly home. I'm not getting wayside broken and destitute and discouraged, but I'm going to keep my attention on Jesus Christ. Jesus, oh, give him the honor. Jesus, give him the praise. Jesus, it's all in Jesus. My sweet Jesus, all in Jesus. Give him the praise. Matthew 25, Jesus said it like this. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. For thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of thy, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, one thing, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I was reading today, studying, I was studying this message, my heart become burdened. Started thinking of that song. You know it. You've heard it. It's an old hymn. Onward, Christian soldiers. Marching, marching as to war. Yeah. With the cross of Jesus going on before. Christ, the royal master, leads against the foe. Forward into battle. See his banner go. Yeah. Onward, Christian soldiers. Marching as to war. Yes. Listen, friend, I began to look that up in the writer of that, and they said that all across, even in the 1980s, the Methodist Church decided they wanted to strike it from the hymn book of the Methodist Church, deciding that it was too, uh, too much of a sign of war, and it wasn't something that a Christian should be. And I'm here to sell you, listen, friend, we are Christian shoulders that must keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. We are in a war, and the devil hates us. Listen, friend, the devil wants you dead. He doesn't like you. He doesn't like what you're doing for him. Come on here now. The devil would like to get you discouraged and quitting. Oh, but I'm going to tell you, when you focus on the prize that is Jesus Christ, nothing else matters. Nothing else cares. You're only worried about what God has got in front of you. Come on here now. Don't distract it by the storms around you. Peter, what are you doing? What are you doing, Peter? I'm about to step out of this boat. <laughs> 
I'm about to see if what he's been telling us is all real. Come on here now. Oh, but Peter, don't you know that the storm is going to consume you? Don't you know that if you step out there, you're going to sink to the bottom? Come on here now. Oh, but Peter said, you know what? I don't care what he says. If Jesus will bid me to come, I'm going to get out of the boat. Amen. Hey, the devil would like to keep you spiritually saying here now the devil would like to keep you in the boat but one man got the experience the rest of the disciples could have stepped out with him but only one man did and when he stepped out come on here he began to walk on the water hey, hey I don't know about you but the devil he's been trying to blow storms on me and you he's been trying to kill me he's been trying to destroy me but I'm glad to know that when I step foot on the water, I've got the devil deep down in the pit. He is underneath my feet. Hey, come on here now. That's where the devil belongs, underneath your feet. Oh, what kind of victory you can have when you keep your attention on Jesus Christ. But when he got his view and it became weak and weary by the storm that was around him, he become distracted and discouraged by what he was being placed in. He suddenly began to fall down. But Jesus grabbed him and put him in the boat and said, Peace be still. Hey, I come to tell somebody tonight, focus your eyes on Jesus. Focus your attention on the master. Focus your love for Jesus Christ. Sweetheart, on the piano. Must quit. The devil wants us to be discouraged. Quit looking and believing that God's still doing things in our lives, our churches. Come on here now. Uh, I'm encouraged by the fact that you're telling me about, I, I love the testimonies about people coming. Yeah. I was uh, preaching in Morristown, Tennessee. Brother Don gave them my number, and I went and preached one night, and it turned into a revival. And them folks turned into like, they, they almost got in this game of trying to invite more people than the other person. You think I'm kidding, I'm telling you the truth. And it was one of the best revivals I've ever had. I don't remember the last time I had that much fun at church. Huh? I'm not talking about shouting. I'm talking about sinners being in God's house. I was standing back there preaching. And I felt like for, for the first time I've never preached on it, but... Miranda's sweetheart begin to play when you're ready. Miranda's got a first cousin with Shad. She got uh, married young. That boy beat on her. And he whooped on her. And he drugged her to death. She was addicted and she had three kids and lost all three of those kids. And 
kind of a bad deal because we try to fight for them. And the government, listen, the government's against us. You're right. You hearing me? Yeah. And uh, they didn't want them kids to come to us because of the way we looked. You think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you it's the truth. That's right. Huh? Liberal agenda is they don't like just, they can tell who you are just by looking at you. That's right. Come on here now. I'm with you. And uh, so that night in Morristown, Tennessee, I decided I was going to write them my message. It brought, brought up about that. You see, me and my wife went and got her after she got out of a drug rehab. And we went in there one day and we went to one of those rehab classes. And uh, it was most of an afternoon. For us to visit her, we had to go to that rehab class. It was one of the most amazing things I'd ever been in in my life. I had to watch there as every, it was all girls in this rehab, so it was all parents. And they were all next to their daughters. And all these daughters telling their stories. And I had to hear the torment over and over and over as they went around the table that they had to go through. And then it became the parents' time. And I had to listen to the parents as they wept their way through, speaking just for a few minutes, broken because of hell, destroying their home and their families. Say it now. Come on here now. When I went and got her out of what we brought her home and she brought her stuff. Miranda went and got her and picked her up and brought her stuff to the house and we put it above my bookshelf. I don't know why it ended up there, but I was in there getting ready for doing something and studying and I noticed like a, a, a three ring binder, I pulled it down and, I, and she had wrote a letter to that man that she was married to that had beat her. The man that had stuck the needle in her arm the man that had done all those things to her and she wrote a letter where she told him she hated him. She wished she had died rather than have to go through life with that man. Come on here now. I told a story in that, that meeting that night. The young lady sitting on the back row began to sob uncontrollably. Later on they told us said she was in the same predicament. When I talked about the letter, it brought home because she had been just like that. That week, I got to preach to sinners every single night. One night, I had seven sinners on the altar. Praise God. Come on here now. We're so caught up in the fact that we struggle to believe that God does miracles in people's lives like that. We almost don't even believe it anymore. Come on here. You love me, don't you? Am I preaching right? And instead, we're so caught up in the things of our life. They're real, aren't they, Brother Shad? They're real. We got problems, but we can't lose focus of what we're here for. Come on here now. 
The same gospel message that saved you out of the pit of hell that you were loaded and headed towards is the same gospel that wants to reach a lost and dying world outside of these four walls. Come on here now. Amen. The devil would like to get us to contemplate forgetting, getting discouraged, and distracted by everything that is around us, and we stop doing what we're supposed to be doing. And that's winning the lost. Stand all over the house. It seemed like this whole entire service has been kind of led by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Last week, the Holy Ghost dealt with me to preach this. And I knew I was going to preach it. Didn't even look at anything else today. But I wonder, we got some soldiers in the house that have been distracted, discouraged. Maybe your trial seems much bigger than anything you can bear. I just come to simply tell you an old proverb. Something I sure wish was in the Bible. But the principle is, this too shall pass. Come on here now. This too shall pass. But how, how do we get there? We got to do it like Paul wrote it so many times. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. I press towards the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. Your calling is high, your calling is sure. Can you reach for him tonight? Discouraged? Sure you might be. But press on, saint of God, because this too shall pass. Amen. Come to these altars tonight if you would. Let's gather in for a few moments here. Let's bask in the presence of knowing that God himself has gave us a great promise. Yes. That the life that we live may be a struggle, but this too shall pass. That the place that we're living in may be a discouragement, but this too shall pass. Come on, friend. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. As the church lifts up their voices, the sweetheart begins to sing. Lift your hearts up right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This too shall pass hallelujah